the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. Happy Halloween. This is College Football Week 10, NFL Week 9, and it is indeed Halloween. Um, spooky season is here. Nobody's dressed up. I'm Dirk Nowitzki. What? What are you? Yeah. What does it look like? Um, I'm a self-employed American. Okay. I'm a piece Gay. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a piece of shit sports bad and piece of shit degenerate yeah um we'll get to the recap shortly it's been a weird year in college football anytime you hear anybody saying that you can pretty much deduct that it hasn't gone as well as we would have liked uh joseph obviously is still leading the way um but we're on a week 10 on a bigger and better things i have a huge card this week i am sending mm. shots uh, i had a profitable week um last week the two bets i felt best about one being my lock Easy home run hits, um, but we will get to all of that. Saints score 38 and a win. Beat the Colts, a scrappy Colts team, obviously with a backup quarterback, but decent enough defense. 38 points is 38, and uh, another win for the Saints. Yeah. NFC South sucks. It's kind of exactly what we talked about, that this was going to be uh, the division's bad enough and we're okay enough that we'll be right in the mix of um, – Pretty much playoffs. Yeah, but also mediocrity. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I guess we're playing a little better. Yeah. I mean, Camara looked good. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll Carr's see. not crying as much. So. Yeah. Well, thank God, because it was two weeks ago that he was. So yeah, two weeks whatever. in a row. He's fucking. If I was on a team, I'd grab Carr by safe. I said, you fucking. <laughs> you suck. Shut up, you idiot. Quit blaming everybody else. <laughs> Yep, but a win is a win. Um, my one uh, NFL future bet was the Jaguars to win their division. They've come alive big time. Yep. Playing their best football at the right time. Uh, so hit, hit subscribe. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe. We appreciate it. Anybody who hasn't, anybody who already has, we appreciate you. We don't appreciate the ones who haven't, but um, it takes two seconds. Just do it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just do it. We're about to get them this week. I've said it before, and we didn't get them, but now I mean it. So we are indeed about to get them. Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou fought over the weekend, and I was uh, we pretty much both said we were very surprised with the performance from Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Do you think that he could compete with – like, okay, how serious do you think Tyson Fury was taking that? I don't know. Like, if they rematch, go through another whatever, eight-week camp, whatever you, whatever they go through – you're doing that thing with your feet again. <laughs> um, do you think Tyson Fury just comes out and dominates him? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was an interesting fight. I, I, I'm i not one of those people that think Nanganu was robbed. I don't think it was a robbery, but I think I, I wouldn't have been shocked if it went either way. Yeah. I personally had Nanganu winning. I mean, he got the knockdown. 
it was clear that Tyson Fury started out boxing him big time for the next three or so rounds, but there was a moment where it looked like he was gassed bad. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised. I thought Nagano was going to get gassed, but he, I mean, he definitely slowed down, but Tyson Fury's mouth was open. Like he was a, like, it looked like, okay, he's, his cardio is hurting right now. And, and Ganu started kind of teeing off on him a little bit. And it was either the 10th or the 11th round. So, and the live betting odds had it, which I understand that doesn't mean anything. The judges are making the decisions, but the live betting odds felt like Ngannou was the favorite going into that 12th round. And Tyson Fury probably won the round, but it wasn't decisive. By yeah, any I didn't means. think, um, I don't know. I would have say maybe you could give maybe the second round to Ngannou and then obviously the third round, which he scored the knockdown. But then after that, it's like, I don't know how many rounds he won other than the eighth round. He clearly won. Yeah, I think I probably had him. I'd have to rewatch it to be for sure. But obviously, round one was Fury. Round two, I probably I think I thought was Ngannou. Round three was definitely Ngannou in a 10-8 with the knockdown. And then it was probably three rounds. So what, four, five, six was Fury. Um, I don't remember seven specifically. But it wasn't like Fury dominated to the point that I was like, okay, he's taking control back. Yeah. Even like he had, you have to overcome a 10-8 with a knockdown. And I didn't feel like, like when they went to the, Final bell, and they were going to the judges. It was like, no matter what, Francis Ngannou comes out the winner of this. If he loses the decision, oh, mm-hmm. well, you knocked down the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Wasn't expecting it. And, it. and it was one of those, like, before, I was like, here we go again. Like, obviously, I would never buy it. Or somebody was streaming it. But it's like, here we go watching the same bullshit where it's going to be a one-sided thing where it was clear that he's outclassed because boxing is boxers are elite at boxing. It got to the point to where I felt like, like my heart, my heart rate was elevated. I was like, this could fucking, he could do it. Like if he had it, if he would have clipped him one more time, which it was possible, there was a couple where he just missed him, where it was like Fury's playing with fire a little bit, getting up there close and he's throwing a left hook and it's just barely missing. So if he gets caught again, he could beat him. It's like, what if he would have beat him? What if they gave him the decision? Yeah. Then what? You got to rematch it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they could fight again, but it'll be interesting to see if Ngannou tries to fight anyone else. I'd rather see him do that. I'd rather see him go ahead and take on, I mean, whoever. I don't know. Because he was taking some shots, too, and that's what somebody said. Like, if that's Deontay Wilder, it might be a different story. Like, he might put him to sleep because he's got a fucking nuclear bomb in his fucking right hand. But so. his defense did look pretty good for the most part, I thought. Yeah, he, he didn't look it. like a fish out he of water. He was sound fundamentally, yeah. I felt like his footwork wasn't bad. I felt like he controlled distance fairly well. Um, I was impressed. So, Joseph, did you watch it? Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like no matter what, Nganu came away from that, the winner, and he'll definitely get a bag for his fight if he wants to fight. If he wants to box again, he'll get a fight. I think they said they're going to rank him in the top ten. Of heavyweights, yeah, I saw something like that. WBC said that I think, which yeah. means ne- which means he would be eligible next time if they fight again. It will be for the belt. Well, it's like who's he going to fight in MMA? Yeah, no, I know. So With John like, Jones being right. hurt, there's no reason for him to come back. Um, I saw the funniest, the funniest video that I've seen, and I don't even know how long it was. Uh, that video of Gavin Newsom. Did you see it? No. Did you, dude? Let me pull it up. The funniest thing. I'll, I'll set the table. Um, you can tell, I mean, Gavin Newsom's probably going to run for president. So I'm assuming he's going on like a whatever tour. Well, he, 
was for some reason at a basketball court. And you can tell Gavin Newsom like probably played basketball back in the day. You can tell by him, like the dribble he takes right away, but he's, an old politician who's not practicing. And so anytime it's like your, your brain's still like, yeah, I can do this. And then your body just doesn't let you, but he's like spinning the ball on his finger. And then he just fucking waylays this little Chinese boy who played great defense was in position. Watch. Let me see. It's so fucking funny. Watch spins it on his finger behind the back real quick. In the dress shoes, foot slips, bam, crumples that boy's knee like an accordion. And then he's doing the, he's pissed at him. He's mad at that kid. Like it's it, like it's that kid's fault. He rolls, yeah, he rolls him over, smacks him on his ass a couple times. But he's in the video. He's like, ah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> but really, he's like, you son of a bitch. Kid's femur's broken. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> tore the kid's entire future in one, one snap of the knee. And the kid's like, get off of me. He's like, come <laughs> here, little tyke. He's but definitely he's, uncomfortable. That I laughed Is that at in that. China? I don't know. Maybe. It was a lot of Chinese kids. So. <laughs> yeah. um, I laughed at that for so long because if you look, his foot slips. He goes to make his move with his left foot and it slips. That poor kid's like deer in the headlights. But he actually, the kid hits the ball away. Like he's got two hands on the ball. He's about to rip him. And then so that was his <laughs> moment. Um but what if that's like the second coming of Jeremy Lin? Just tore his shit. Oh. Eight-year-old kid just just <laughs> just destroyed his knee. I laughed at that video for so long because that's one of those, like, you know, he they were like, hey, uh, Mr. Newsom, we're gonna go do a photo shoot at the at the basketball court and we think it could be good. And in the back of his mind, he's like, I'm about to tear shit up. He's like, I'm about to not the kid's knee. He's thinking on the court. He's like, I'm about to light it up. But out on the outside, he's like, Yeah, that could be a good idea. But he's like, I'm about to fucking put on a show out here. He's trying to spin the ball on his finger. First step, bam, fucking took a kid out. And everybody's like, oh, so he's got to play it off. I laughed at that video for 20 minutes straight, like with tears in my eyes. Um, All right, we will. Let's see, I got a couple other things. Actually, no, I don't. Is there anything else going on? Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins, Tours Achilles. Yep. Yeah. The stars are aligning for the Saints. They, I mean, you've got the Bears without Fields, the Vikings without Cousins, the Falcons just benched Ritter. That's our next three games. The stars are the stars couldn't be more aligning for the Saints to make a run, mm-hmm. at least to make the playoffs because the division's so bad and our schedule's so weak. But all right, we will get into the recap and then we will get into our best bets for the week. I sat here. The games, I went through my process of handicapping. Not that I didn't for these other two, but I have like a a, a routine. I'll wake up, go get coffee. That particular day, I went and got some Chick-fil-A breakfast, sat there for a few hours, went through all the games. Those games, I went four and three with, and there's no excuse. The three, I well, no, one was horseshit. Two were just bad picks. Uh, But then I had two late ads on Saturday, and I felt good about them at the time. But that was wrong. So we'll go through it. We started it off. Oh, yeah, actually, no, I'm sorry. I went four and two on those games. I added three plays. We went 0 and 3 on the ads. So of me sitting down, going through the games of what I liked and and going through everything, four and two. But Liberty, uh, Western Kentucky, under 61 and a half. This is one of those ones where you just start to question everything because... There was 
So under 61 and a half, there was like 31 points scored through three quarters. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 21 points on like five play in a five play stretch. Busted coverage, nobody within 30 yards of people just back. I mean, there was like, I think it was 14 points on two plays. So like, you've got to be kidding me. You're watching a car crash in slow motion and you just know what's coming and you're hoping, you're hoping maybe. Uh, no, they, they soared over. They scored 40 fucking points in the fourth quarter. Then we have Virginia Tech first half minus a half point. Home run hit on this one. This went exactly how I was hoping it would. Virginia Tech's defensive line dominated Syracuse. They had eight sacks in the game. Kyron Jones played well enough. That they were running the ball all over him. But the main thing was Syracuse just doesn't have weapons on the offensive side of the football. They just don't. Schrader's not good enough to do it on his own. Nobody really is. Virginia Tech was up 30-3, to 33-3, some shit in the first half. Um, it, it was a, a blowout win for the Hokies. Under 41 and a half in FAU and Charlotte. I knew right away that this was a bad pick. Clearly, the money came in on the over big time. That That's the blessing and the curse of recording early. Sometimes you get a good number. There was some weather in the forecast that I was kind of banking on. It didn't show up. It cleared up. Perfect weather for football. Uh, it went from 41 and a half to 46 and a half before kickoff. It was dead in the water pretty quick. Uh, Charlotte didn't really do much offensively, but FAU nearly hit the number by themselves. Then we had Army minus nine and a half. I don't know what's going on with the service academies because the week before I was on Navy. It took a, a missed two-point conversion to push. They didn't play their starting quarterback up until the very end of the fourth quarter, and then their offense immediately woke up. Army didn't play Bryson Barnes until midway through the second quarter. Some, some, but defensively, they had nothing for UMass, which was kind of unexpected, but offensively, they couldn't do anything. The service academies, for some reason, have all made this this pact to uh, sit their starting quarterbacks for, for a bomb behind them. So I don't really know why. We'll go through the remaining losers. Penn State minus 31. Horrible pick. I felt like this was, um, right as I placed it, I fucking knew it because I, I took Ohio State versus Indiana. It was the same game. The same game. Cincinnati plus seven and a half. I'm done. Satterfield's an idiot. I will not bet the Bearcats for the remainder of the year. If they're in a bowl game, they won't be. But if by the grace of God, they found their way in. I will bet the other side no matter what. Then we rattled off some winners. We got things going. Tennessee minus three and a half was the one I was on the fence about. I decided to add it. Took a little luck. Um, Not necessarily luck, but it took Tennessee answering the bell a few times, and they did. They win by six. And then the two I felt best about, we'll start with Oregon minus six and a half. It was our first consensus agreement all around the table. Our first true consensus, meaning nobody added anything. We all came to the table with Oregon written down. It was a fucking blowout. A lot of people were on Utah. I didn't really understand why. We've watched them many of times, but we know Oregon very well. Oregon did exactly what we thought. Ran the ball all over him, dominated him in the trenches. Utah couldn't do anything offensively. Oregon could pretty much get what they wanted. So it was an easy no-sweat winner right off the bat. And then my lock of the week, Notre Dame minus 19.5. They dropped 50 points and Sam Hartman didn't throw a touchdown. They they covered this. This was more of a bet against Pitt. Mm-hmm. I knew how bad Pitt was. Pitt is that bad. Notre Dame had a punt return touchdown, fumble return touchdown, pick six. Sam Hartman sucks. Sam Hartman fucking sucks. So, um, but... We cash another lock, second consecutive lock in college football, minus 19 and a half on Notre Dame. Brings me to four and five on the week. 29, 37, and four overall. Four pushes is just driving me nuts. 
And then five and five in my locks of the week. So we're turning it around there. I'm going to try to go three in a row on the locks this week. You had four plays. Yep, Texas minus 17 and a half. Um, Texas kind of struggled to score in the red zone here, which at the end it was kind of a dicey dicey game in terms of the cover, but then they ended up kind of pulling away at the very, very end of this game. Um, it, Oregon minus six, what did you say? I was going to say um, it took a little – some shit not there was some favorable things that happened i can't remember specifically what it was what happened i texted you though and i, I texted um, there you there like, was a pick yes and he returned it inside like the 15 yeah i don't even know if they scored no i think they did yeah they, well i just remember no yeah they Texas. did because because murphy threw that fucking a dart of a slant that the dude like fucking he caught it like it was a great catch it was fucking who's the receiver not worthy the other one donnie mitchell, mitchell he caught it touchdown that was big. I think that put you over the number. Yeah, well, there was um, the whole time we were like sitting at, I forget what the score was, but we were either right outside the number or right inside the number. It was like BYU kept flirting with the back door. And Texas kept getting the ball into the red zone, but just couldn't. Uh, they turned the ball over and downs a couple times. Was it 21 to 3? It was 28 to, to 6. It was 21 to 6. And then okay. you, 21 to six, you get the interception and then Keaton Slovis pass intercepted return for 45 yards to the eight yard line. One play Malik Murphy to Adonai Mitchell for 13 yards and a touchdown because they got a false start on first down and backed him up. So yeah, you got the pick. It was 21 to six with still plenty of time in the fourth quarter, 13 minutes, uh, but returned it all the way inside the 10 yard line. Yeah, I think there was two instances though where they – Went for it in the red zone, definitely inside the 15-yard line, and um, they failed. Yeah, for they because I was just wanting them to kick the field goal with a go to uh to get on the number. Yeah, immediately after the touchdown, they drove all the way down the field, but um, went for it on fourth and eleven on Texas's 20-yard line and turned it over. But then Texas went three and out, and then you had a uh, strip sack. Keaton yeah. Slovis fumbled, and then they scored, but yeah. it, that put it out out of out of the. Uh, we had Oregon minus six and a half. We talked about it. Oregon was able to run the ball, do whatever they want against Utah. And uh, Utah struggled to move the ball offensively. Um, Marshall minus three and a half was my lock. They really put up a fight in this one. I was going to say, we got to talk, talk about Marshall because I'm keeping an eye on it. I didn't really watch it, but. They couldn't have played worse. What is going on with Fancher? Because he they was not that bad. They couldn't have played worse. Um, he looked much better last week against James Madison, to be honest, other than him getting sacked a bunch. But this game, he he played horrible. They had receivers slipping. There was one instance where a receiver, the ball was thrown not perfectly, but the receiver, like instead of going get the ball, kind of like dove for the ball, mm-hmm. barely gets his hands under it, tips it up to a defender for an interception. Like the game couldn't have gone wor- worse for, for Marshall. Here. Yeah. So you go two and two. And then I had South Alabama. Oh, I think so. South Alabama outgained UL by 150 yards in this game. Yeah. But turned the ball over five times. Mm. So, <laughs> I feel like that's happened to a good bit this year. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the king of betting on a team if they're going to turn the ball over five times. Yeah. So two and two on the week brings you to 22, 26, and two. Five and five in your locks of the week. So we are now both locked up even on our, our locks of the week. Mm. Um, Joseph, you were leading the way going into this week. 
I could have been right there with y'all at five and five. <clears throat> but the back door is always open. Um, it is. It's the oldest saying in sports betting history. It was open on Thursday, too. Yeah, back door's always open, man. It killed me this week. Uh, yeah, d- down week for me in college. I went one and three. Um, we kind of talked about it. Virginia, Miami. I, I took Miami. Laying to 18, bad pick. I even said it in my breakdown last week. But my, Virginia always seems to keep games close, and that's what they did. I believe they – I stopped watching, but I, I think I saw they won in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Miami. Uh, it, wasn't that, that was the week after Miami had just beat yeah. Clemson in overtime, right? Yes. Yeah. And Van Dyke came back. Um, yeah, so so bad one there. Um, but then, like y'all said, we were on our first consensus pick, Oregon minus six and a half. They look great. Um, and these last two were tough, UCLA and Colorado. Um, UCLA is more worried about stealing jewelry from these players than going to cover the spread. Bunch of fucking morons. I think Steel we, is an idiot. I think we talked about that one, though. That was gonna be, that was another one that I was saying the back door could definitely be open with uh, that I mean, offense. I don't expect Steele to go out there and fumble twice. Yeah. Don't see it. Not against Colorado's defense. Yeah, but he doesn't expect South Alabama to fucking turn it over five times. <laughs> Total yeah. shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Name of the game. Um, but, yeah. And then Purdue, Nebraska. Never again with Nebraska. I don't even know why I went back to them. We've both went through this this year. Jeff Sims is an idiot. Pur- Matt Rule's an idiot. Didn't Nebraska win? Yeah, they won. Oh, you took the under. Yeah. <laughs> My whole breakdown leaned Nebraska, and I took the under instead. Why are you I should have just at, went with the corner. Why are you mad at Jeff? Oh, he's an idiot. Be so is Matt Rule. Huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so is Matt Rule. I don't know why he took out Harburg or whatever. Yeah, Henrik Harburg. Whatever his name is. It's Harburg. He fumbled once, but still. No, yeah, he brought Jeff Sims in. He immediately, Sims in. He immediately fumbled <laughs> for <laughs> like a fumble six. <laughs> they had a five turnover game, so oh, I'm right yeah. there with you, Nick. Oh, yeah. So uh, what is your overall uh, record? So one and three that week brings me overall to twenty and fourteen. Still very good. And uh my locks, I would have been right there with y'all, but now I'm four and six. Still very good. We'll focus on the fact that I went four and two on the games I broke down and gave you on the podcast. <laughs> the ones I added. Um not so much. Don't focus on them. But this is going to be a good week. We're on to week ten. Um yeah, I mean it's LSU Bama week. Uh, there's a lot of good games all across the board. We have games on currently as we speak, and we have midweek Maction for the first time this year. Are you on it? Anything Wednesday? You hate the Mac. No, I hate Maction. I'm not currently on anything, but I want to be. I definitely <laughs> want to be. This is that we've been having Conference USA on Wednesdays. The Mac owns Wednesday, and they are now officially back. The first main one, the the eight, the six thirty, um, Kent State, Akron, both one and seven, both zero and four in the MAC. The two dumpster teams of the MAC are facing off. I kind of want to lay it with Akron, but I don't know. I'm currently not. I was kind of hoping somebody else would be on it, and we could all kind of lean towards it. But I guess not. <laughs> uh, does anybody have anything for Thursday? I don't. Do yep. you? I'm looking at South Alabama and Troy. I'm not on it currently. Who are you leaning? Troy. I'm leaning Troy. I know Carter Bradley's banged up, but he's expected to go from what I saw. I'm also leaning the over, though. I'm more leaning the over, I feel. Um, We're just in a day and age where good offense 
beats good defense. So I know they want to run the ball. We got a first-hand look in the New Orleans Bowl that South South Alabama's defense is susceptible. Um, but no, in reality, they're both very good offenses. They're both really good defenses as well. Yeah, they're kind of like alike in a lot of ways. Yeah, statistically, they match up very similarly. They So they offensively, South Alabama's 454 yards of offense, Troy's 441. Both are 275-plus in passing yards. Both are right at 165 rushing yards per game. Defensively, they're both giving up right around 300 yards, 191 to 95 passing yards allowed, 125 rushing yards allowed, basically. So they're all pretty close. Troy's a little bit better at stopping the run. But I don't know. It's only 45 and a half. It's a pretty low number. Yeah. I mean, I understand why why it's that low, though. Yeah. Because they're kind of they're not like super explosive types of offenses. Yeah, but they have weapons though. They have good running backs. I can fucking I like I like Webb and Vidal, Vital, whatever you call him. I don't know. I'm not on it, but like I said, that's another one that I would consider. Uh, do either one of y'all have anything for Friday? I'm not on Friday. No, nope. I'm not either. So currently, no one, midweek college football. What are you looking at? I was looking at uh, Boston College. Yeah, I just don't know with uh, you Syracuse. Were, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was looking at uh, points in that one. Yeah, I don't know, but all right, I, don't know. I may add. We'll see. All right, well then, let's go to Saturday. What is your first play? How many total do you have? Four. Okay, I have a lot. I think I have ten. Um, mm. What's your first one? I'm gonna go to Arkansas, Florida. Okay, Florida six point favorites. The over under is forty nine and a half. Arkansas ranks. 128th in the nation in yards per play. Its offense has looked like garbage against everyone other than LSU when LSU was really struggling in the back end. Um, it somehow managed, though, to keep some games close against LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama. I'm not totally convinced that Florida's offense, of Florida's offense to do enough in this game to cover, but um, I'm willing to kind of bet on their defense here who's who just – Kind of okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the Florida Arkansas under 49 and a half. Okay, under 49 and a half. Y'all aren't <laughs> on there. No, I was looking at it, but I couldn't. I couldn't pull the trigger on a side. What's the spread at? Six. Yeah, Florida's favorite at home. Yeah. Um, how many total do you have, Joseph? Four. All right, you can go ahead with your first one. Uh, Army at Air Force. <sighs> I'm gonna lay the 18 and a half. Oh, mother sucker. I'm not on it, but okay. it's a Good. service academy game. Better. I don't like, I hate being against y'all. Uh, yeah, service academy game. This game has hit, I was thinking about the under two, 31 and a half. That's the lowest it's been in seven years. It's hit six years straight. I was like, let me just ride the seventh here, but I'm just looking at it, and Army sucks. They, they're terrible. They've been shut out twice this year by LSU and Troy. Um, I think they could be looking at a third time against a top five defense across the board in Air Force. And uh, Air, Air Force should be able to dominate both sides of this game. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pretty much hope, you're going to have to hope that they don't find the end zone more than once because the total is only 31 and a half, but Air Force favored by 18 and a half. They're not expecting Army to score much of anything. So, um, but Navy was kind of, Navy's not a great school. And they're, they're having a down year in terms of what they have been, I guess. Just like Army, and I mean Navy's defense shut down Air Force. So I mean they 
if they had even the remote a semblance of competence at the quarterback position, Navy would have covered the game and could have been live in that game. They threw a pick six at the end. Yeah. So they would have been live. Um, no, yeah, their Army's team totals at six and a half. Um, um, if I were to bet that, I would bet the under. Well, you, yeah, as I'm saying, you would have to if you oh, think yeah. Air Force is going is gonna to cover this number. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just... You just bet on them to fucking score. I almost want to take it just out of principle. They just got to find the end zone once. <laughs> just one time. One well. mistake from Navy. Yeah. I mean, from uh, Air from Force. Air Force. Yeah, I don't know. They're at home, though. That don't mean shit. Let's get the troops rolling. Yeah. Home and away <laughs> doesn't mean a goddamn thing for those offenses. <laughs> they could play on fucking Mars. They're just running the fucking, running it up the gut over and over again. Yeah, Army sucks. Um, Let's talk about. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam. Last time in the history. Are you on it? Yeah, I'm on the game. Are you? Yeah. I'll let you lead the way then. Go ahead. Um, Oklahoma six-point favorites against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is coming off of four straight wins against quality opponents. Oklahoma just lost their first game of the year to Kansas. I'm impressed with Oklahoma State, and I still think Oklahoma is a little bit overrated, but I'm just not willing to bet bet. Oklahoma State plus six here. I'm gonna go with the under because I still kind of I still kind of believe in Oklahoma's defense here. Even though last week they gave up 38 points to Kansas, it's like they kind of looked okay though. Even though it took some kind of heroic plays for Kansas in that game um, to win, I think Oklahoma State's chances to win this game come from their defense matching Oklahoma. So uh, there could be some wind here as well. So I'm gonna go under 36 under. 61 and a half. We got our first opposites. I'm on the over. Okay. First one of the year. Um, I think Oklahoma State can hang in this game. I was impressed with the offense. You said that they were playing better. Um, They dropped 45 on Cincinnati, but then did dominate them defensively as well. Oklahoma kind of, it's kind of like Penn State in a similar instance where I've seen some issues on the back end that weren't there in the beginning of the year. Oklahoma's given up 30 to Texas, 29 to UCF, and now 33 to Kansas in their last three games. Oklahoma State averages 430 yards of offense, but they give up 409 yards of offense. They give up 409 yards as a defense as well. Um, I'm going to go over. I, I, I did see a little bit of wind. I didn't see... I didn't see a ton though. How much did you see? Um, it's a pretty good win. I didn't see ten plus. I think, yeah, ten to fifteen miles an hour up to twenty something mile an hour gusts. I didn't see that. I hope that's not the case. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go over here. It's final bedlam in the history, so we'll see how it goes. But they did look good offensively. I mean, they dominated Cincinnati. I would know. Um, and they can run the ball pretty well too. Both schools are both teams are running it really well. We'll go – so, yeah, that's our first opposite. What do you have the number at? Um, 61 and a half. I, I think they're 60 and a half. Yeah, I got – If you want to. Yeah, we can middle it. Even well, though. you can go 60 and a half. That's I'll what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I see 60 and a half. That's what I got it at. Um, so, we're hoping for 61. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Penn State, I'm going Penn State and Maryland. I'm going to go over 50 and a half. Um, exactly what I just said. I kind of allude, alluded to it. There's been some problems on the back end of the secondary for Penn State. Indiana put way too many points on the board, way more than expected. 
So we'll see if they shore that up a little bit. Maryland, though, not very good defensively. And then Tagovailoa, let's get a little points going here. But Aller's got to wake up. They have too many weapons. At least they have too good of a running game that, that should be making life easier for Drew Aller. It was a bad weather game um, last week. So we're going to go over 50 and a half here um, for Penn State in Maryland. What is your next one, Joseph? Uh, Kansas at Iowa State. I'm going to take the Cyclones minus two and a half. Um, I think Kansas is in a, a bit of a letdown spot here, riding a high after that Oklahoma game, that Oklahoma win you mentioned last week. Um, with the way that they've scored the ball, the Jayhawks this year, I would have expected them to be favored in this one, even on the road. So I'm going to put some stock in that 25th ranked Iowa, Iowa State defense giving up only 19 points per game this year, which most of those points came in that Oklahoma Sooners loss they had where they gave up 50 to them, uh, and they scored 20 in that one. Kansas defensively is giving up 28 points per game, which is which is down there, ranking 85th in the country. They have some injuries up front on the defensive line. We'll see if they're able to go, uh, but they did not practice yesterday. So I'm going to take the points minus 2.5 at home. Okay. <clears throat> All right, for my next one, I am going to Virginia Tech and Louisville. Obviously, we were just on Virginia Tech last week with the first half bet. They dominated. And I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus 10 against a Louisville team that has exceeded expectations in uh, Jeff Brom's first year, at least in my opinion. Um, Virginia Tech's playing their best football at the right time. Drones have settled into the starting role now. It's a little shaky in the beginning. He's not lighting it up, but he is taking care of the football. They are ta- It's not for lack of trying. They're taking deep shots down the field. Uh, they've just been missing on them just barely. Let's try to hit a couple of those this week. I just think 10 points is too many here. Virginia Tech's defensive line looked dominant against Schrader and Syracuse. They sacked him eight times. Get to Plummer. You can rattle him if you get to him early. He's very up and down, hot and cold. If you get to him early, you rattle him a little bit. He's going to make some mistakes. So... Louisville's kind of riding a Cinderella story here right now. I'm not saying they're going to lose outright, but 10 points is too many, so I'm taking Virginia Tech plus 10. How many more do you have? One and then you lock? Yeah. All right, do you one? Um, Washington minus 3.5 at USC. The over-under is a million points. I mean, 76. Yep. Um, Washington hasn't looked better than Oregon since it beat Oregon, honestly. Um, USC hasn't looked good either, especially its defense, which ranks 80th in the nation in yards per play allowed, and it's given up 40-plus points in four of its last five games. But I'm really not a big believer in Washington here. Uh, they've been outgained in three straight games against Oregon, Arizona State, and Stanford. For some reason, I think USC puts up a fight here, maybe gets an upset. I'm taking USC plus three and a half. I am as well, and we were 3-0 and in our consensus picks last week. This is kind of out of principle here. I'm taking USC plus three and a half. Their defense might be the worst of all time. Washington's following right behind, holding their hand. Caleb Williams, there's been a lot of talk about, is he as good as advertised? Michael Penix Jr. was leading the way in the Heisman race going in and after that Oregon game. They've fallen back to earth. This is the opportunity for Caleb Williams to kind of silence the doubters and show that he's a step ahead of Michael Penix Jr., which I think he is. It's going to be a shootout, I'm sure. I think... um, I think USC is going to be a little more capable. I think Washington kind of got exposed the last couple weeks. And, um, yeah, three and a half, 
I'll take the points at home. So give me the Trojans. Are you on this one, Joseph? No. All right. How many more do you have? And then you lock. Uh, one more and then my lock. Okay. Go with you one more. LSU at Alabama will be here. Um, I'm not going to be here not rooting for points. I'm going to take the over 60 and a half. Uh, LSU is ranking at the top of nearly every category offensively behind Jaden Daniels. Um, they're best in the nation, converting 58% of third downs. That is an incredible number. I look for the Tigers to keep it going, even in this hostile environment, which we know it's going to be tough. It is every year uh, against a pretty good Alabama defense. Um, for LSU, defensively, obviously, has been a different story this year. They've been very underwhelming. Wing goes out uh, for the rest of the season. It doesn't help, but I think the offense can make up for it. Alabama on the other side offensively has been pretty underwhelming as well this year. Uh, last week, not last week. Yeah. Wait, wait. Am I tripping? They were on no, a bye. On a bye. Sorry. The week before their bye against Tennessee, I think that was their best offensive performance, 34-20 win. Uh, McClellan was running the ball well. He's been running well this year. Um, so if he can get that going, it'll help Milrow move the ball downfield, which I think they will need to do to keep up with the Tigers in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and take over 60 and a half. Are you on this? Um, not yet. But you will be. Probably. <laughs> so basically my thoughts is that uh, the line is now three. There was three, I, there's three and a half still today. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to wait and see what it does. I, I doubt it goes under three. I would imagine it goes back the other way. Because I imagine money will come in on Alabama, but um, we'll see what happens. We talked about this when it was five and a half. And I wanted to fucking take it at five and a half. But for some reason, clearly I was wrong. I thought that people would back Bama. And we could see this getting out to a touchdown, which obviously was very ambitious of me. And I would have bet a lot if it would have hit, hit a touchdown. I was talking with somebody that listens to the show um, that I work with. And I said, I'm waiting. I don't know why. I thought that people would back Bama. Yeah. Bama's fucking, what are they? They're back ranked in the top 10. Lean on the defense. It's at it's in Alabama. I thought money would come in on them, so I was clearly wrong. We could have got a much better number, but I'm going to take him at three and a half. I'm taking LSU. Brian Kelly doesn't come here for any other reason other than to show that he can beat Nick Saban in Alabama. Are we winning a national championship this year? Probably not, but you can't win it if you don't win this game. Brian Kelly marched in at home. But fucking laid it on the line, beat Nick Saban year one. We're coming back again because Jaden Daniels might be the best player in college football. We talked about him 17, 18 to 1 odds to win the Heisman Trophy before the season started. If you march into Tuscaloosa and you drop a 40 piece on Alabama, he's going to be the front runner. It's going to be his to lose. Yeah. At least from that point going forward. I'm going to be honest, though, side. Where would you lean on the side? I personally would lean under. I think the defense has got to... The defense is going to have to play, if we're going to win or cover, defense is going to have to step up. You've got Chestnut out on the back end. You've got Denver Harris out on the back end. You've got Wingo, obviously, undergoing surgery. Which way would you lean? Yeah, it's tough because you have, you have Alabama who's had two weeks to prepare, so you wonder... If they can cook something up to slow down LSU's offense, which, like Joseph said, is ranked number one in almost every statistical category. I think Bama's, what, top 20? They're like 15, I think. 
defensively. Defensively. Yeah, they're yeah, number they're 10 in yards per play allowed, so their defense is still really good. Their offense is getting better, it seems. Um, but LSU yards per play allowed 106 in the nation. Yeah. It just... It's hard to tell if we're getting better because we have we hadn't played anybody. Yeah, you played Army couple, yeah. and then Auburn. Um, I just feel like, I mean, for us to cover, the defense is going to have to show up. It's going to have to. I don't trust that this isn't going to be an Ole Miss type game. You're not going to be able to drop 50 on Alabama. I don't think. You think? No. So I think the defense is going to have to make plays. Brian Kelly better sit fucking Harold Perkins on the edge of the line. Or if you want to spy him like you did Travis, that's great because Milrow's more likely to run than Travis was. But you better fucking send him. You better let him do what he's best at, especially with Wingo being out and the interior pass rush is going to take a hit a little bit. Jefferson's obviously going to have to kind of throw his weight around. They need to let Harold Perkins pin his ears back and wreck this game. So at least try. Don't just sit him there at fucking middle linebacker and let him play zone all night. What do you think from that standpoint? Yeah, um, I agree. You have to get out. The biggest thing here for LSU's defense, though, to me, is like you can't have any breakdowns because Milrow is exceptional throwing the ball downfield. Yeah, he can throw a pretty fucking deep ball. Yeah, we saw so it against if, Texas, if you we got one-on-one on one or a guy who's who gets beat or a blown coverage, he, he's not going to miss him. This just screams to me for some reason like one of those games where you're thinking like, oh, it might end up being a track meet. LSU's offense is so good and 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 their defense is so bad. I could see this being like a grinded out fucking, it's a tougher game than you think. Like kind of similar to like Florida State, how we got down there and we're going forward on fourth down, you're getting stuffed. I could see that happening a couple times like because points are going to be at a premium in this one, so where you don't want to settle for field goals and, and yeah. pay the pay the price for that. But Bama's defense is good. Mm-hmm. So we saw them in the second half against Tennessee fucking get off and mess Joe Milton up. So I don't know. I'm taking LSU plus three and a half, though. And then if we get a better number, I'll bet it again. So I didn't bet as much as I would like to. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean – Jaden Daniels is that fucking good. And, yeah. D- and Diggs is running the ball well. Obviously, Neighbors has is making an argument. He's probably the second-best wide receiver in the country. Top five, for sure. Um, Brian Thomas? Yeah, yeah. We have weapons all across the board, definitely. Um, what are the Heisman standings right now? I haven't. I didn't look this week. Uh, I mean, I know. I looked a week ago. McCarthy was the favorite, plus 250. Then yeah. Daniels and Penix were tied for plus 300. Bo Nix is probably shortly behind as well. Yeah. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably floating around I out know there. Travis but, was still up there like 8-1. to one. Yeah. yeah. So um, I would imagine it goes back the other way and you get a better number, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – Five and a half would have been fucking nice. I I just uh, I thought it was going to go the other way. I don't know why. All right. I am going to – I've got a lot more and then until my lock. Going to one of the last games of the night, Boise State versus Fresno State. We'll get right to it. I know these two teams very well. I know the Mountain West very well. Boise's four and four on the season. All four losses are on the road. As long as Fresno doesn't paint the field blue, I think we see them win here. Boise secondary is horrific, and Fresno, if their 33rd-ranked run defense can contain 
Boise's output on the ground, it's going to be a little easier if Ashton Genty doesn't play, which he is currently doubtful. If they can stop him in terms of uh, getting it going on the ground, make life a little bit difficult uh, through the air. Stylistically, I just think it's kind of a bad matchup. Fresno has been on the fortunate side of some bounces along the way this year. Uh, Mikey Keene was obviously making his return from injury. I think that there's some problems on the back end of Boise secondary. I'm going to take Fresno State minus three, the 14th-ranked passing offense against a really porous secondary. Um, give me the Bulldogs. It'll be a late-night game. We're going to work for it, but um, Fresno State minus three. Then I am going to take – I'll see what you think about this one because you probably know these teams a little better than I do. Marshall and App State, I'm going under 55 and a half. This is more going to be betting on Marshall's solid enough defense, good on third down. App State has problems uh, that they have to deal with. They have a it's a, pretty much the battle of solid defense and an abysmal offense for Marshall and a solid offense and an abysmal defense for App State. So I'm going to bet on Marshall's defense and hope that we can uh, have low scoring in this one, under 55 and a half. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't. I would lean Marshall, but I just can't go go. <laughs> With them another week in a row. This would be the third week in a row that I would probably lose. <laughs> um, Utah State and San Diego State. San Diego State just lost six to nothing last week, which is remarkable to Nevada. I'm going to take Utah State. I like Legas Legas. Don't even know how to pronounce his name, but I do like him. He's mobile. Um, he can make plays. I just think I trust them more to put points on the board. Minus two. I'm going to take Utah State. San Diego State. My God. Six to nothing. How do you even go to practice the next couple of days? Like, get, and get motivated there. Your defense has got to be so mad at the offense. How many wins do they have now? San Diego State or Utah State? San Diego State. Um, three and five, both of them. Oh. So yeah, I mean, if you want to, who's more I'm likely? I'm on the to, under five and a half for them. Are you? Yeah. Well, you need Utah State then. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're we're approaching that territory of who's going to make that push to become bowl eligible too. Utah State's more likely, in my opinion, to become bowl eligible. Um, obviously, you got to hit the six win mark. What we got three weeks left, three games left. Um, they play twelve games. No, yeah, yeah, okay. Let's see. They've got. Well, yeah, I meant going forward after this one. So yeah, yeah, okay. four total. But so after San Diego State, Utah State will have three three remaining games. Um. All right, I have. My next one, like I said, I got a lot. I have a lot this week. Um, Oregon State versus Colorado. The chickens have obviously come home to roost for Colorado. Dion will, t- Dion will tell you himself the problems in the trenches. Shador Sanders was sacked seven times against UCLA. Colorado allowed 218 rushing yards on 4.8 yards per carry. In comes Oregon State, a horrific matchup for Colorado. Their 12th best defensive line in terms of uh, sacks. They've got 26 on the season and they're 28th ranked rushing offense. So Shador is going to be on his bike all day long and they're going to run it right down their throat. I'm going to take Oregon State minus 13. When you have your head coach up there in the postgame press conferences saying we're going to go get linemen next season, it's basically throwing it in, throwing in the towel on this season. Offensively, defensively, they cannot do anything in the trenches. They throw it so much that it's pretty easy to plan for it. They average less than 100 yards on the ground. So what time is this game? It's going to be a later one, I believe. Um, six, maybe let me see. Um, it is no, it's nine. That's the, yeah, that's yeah, we're gonna be up late. Later. Two late games. 
Why? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I would take um, Oregon State. I just think, I mean, obviously with Damian Martinez, they're not going to have an answer for him. You can even throw in um, Ungalele's running ability as well. Short yardage situation should be no problem. They have weapons on the outside. I think that Oregon State's going to be able to control the clock. They're going to get after Shador and make life pretty difficult. So, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. So you have to have a horrific defense like USC. I'll, t- I'll take Oregon State. Okay. All righty. Um, let's see. Some good there. Good there. I had a bunch of games that, like I said, I was about to fucking send some shots this week. I was looking at Michigan and Purdue just out of principle, all the shit that's been going on with Michigan. I almost want to delay it, but it's so many points. I can't do it. And they do have Penn State the following week. Yeah. So I think it was like 31, 32 points. Purdue can't stop the run. Michigan's going to shove it down their fucking throat. And just with all the noise that you've been hearing, I could totally see Harbaugh just dropping a 70-piece on them just to say shut the fuck up. But I stayed away. I want to do it, though. If anybody says they'll do it, I'll do it. Um, Missouri and Georgia was one I was looking at. Do you have thoughts there? Um. I looked at it for for a moment. It's what sixteen points now, or is it more? Uh, let I me saw see. Fifteen and a half last. What time's it kick? It should be a two two thirty game. Huh? Anytime I need to find the game, can't do it ever. Um, what time do they play? Jesus Christ. Okay, there we go. Uh, it's I see fifteen and a half, so 50, around sixteen two thirty p.m. Yeah, this will be an interesting game to gauge where Georgia's at. Yeah, especially in terms of their defense. I would lean Missouri with the points. I would too. Um, they they play Tennessee next week, right? Georgia. Yeah, but Tennessee's not really. They're not as good as expected, so I wouldn't really fall into like it's not a look ahead spot because Missouri's probably ranked higher than Tennessee. What is Tennessee ranked? Yeah, they don't know. They're ranked 19. Missouri's, I know Missouri has one loss. Yeah, us. Missouri's ranked 12. So. No, I like Missouri. I've liked them all year. Um, Which way would you lean, you think? Well, I kind of would want to take Georgia, but um, like I said, I, I would want to see. It is definitely one of those spots where, like, with Brock Bowers being out, they answered the bell with Bowers being out last week. Mm-hmm. But I think people are going to start fate. The public will be on Missouri, Missouri I'm sure. Um because it is a lot of points. It's over two touchdowns, and you're like, okay, you see the number next to Missouri. I do, like you said, it's going to answer some questions. I would lean Missouri with the points. It's just hard for me to lay the number with Georgia, so I'm not going to do it. But they could come out and just beat the shit out of them and kind of silence, same thing, silence the doubters a little bit. Um, I was looking at Navy and Temple as well. I couldn't get a consistent word on if EJ Warner was going to play. Uh, so I'm going to stay away from that one as well. He's probably trending towards playing. And then UTSA North Texas. I was looking at that one for a minute too. Dude, Rodgers for North Texas is having like an incredible year. He's been there for a while. I remember because I, I always remember them in the bowl games mm-hmm. or in the their conference championship they always play and there's no defense. He's got 19 touchdowns, one interception. He's playing fucking great. I remember him from the last few years. He was, like, not good. Yeah. And he's, like, he's figured it out, clearly. Well, that was um, Bean, too. Bean came from North Texas. 
To, Kansas to, yeah. is backup who who's been playing decent. Yeah, he's been at Kansas for a little while. Though. Yeah, two two or three years. Yeah, because he upset Texas. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can find a 27-point favorite to lose outright. But I remember I bet App State in the bowl game against North Texas, and they must have ran for 500 yards against North Texas. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at that one. It's 7.5 in favor of UTSA. Why is UTSA laying that many? Frank Did, Harris has not played that great. Didn't North, yeah. Didn't North Texas just play pretty well against Tulane? Tulane and Memphis. They, yeah, they played on last the, week. Memphis. Okay, I was thinking of two. They lost forty-five to forty-two against Memphis, and Memphis yeah, was kind of yeah. pulling away in that one. North Texas kind of closed closed the gap a little bit there late. Um, but it was it was a one-score game with Tulane as well. right? Yeah, it was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that was another one I was looking at. I kind of wanted to take the points with North Texas, but I think UT. I haven't I haven't gotten my eyes on UTSA enough this year to feel confident about it. At first glance, I don't know. I mean, they're over under seventy-one and a half. So it's a, it's it's one of those games where they play no defense. But I don't know that they should be laying over a touchdown. Um, that's pretty much all I have before my lock, I believe. Yeah, all I have left is my lock of the week. So, I've hit two in a row, and we've been going with you first. Uh, but you lost last week, so do you want to keep it how we've been doing I it? Or you, you want me to go first? I don't care. I'll go first. Fuck it. Um. All right, all we have left is our best bets of the week, our locks. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. You're a bad motherfucker. Go next show and grab your fucking nuts and tell the world somebody's sniffing my fucking nuts at today. All right, for my lock of the week, I am going to Notre Dame and Clemson. Preseason, it looked like this was going to be one of the bigger matchups of the year. It's not. Notre Dame has two losses. Clemson's 4-4. Four and four. Dabo Sweeney's getting steamrolled on the radio by the fans. The demise of Clemson is upon us, but this week is going to be different. Give me the Clemson Tigers plus 3.5. Dabo, don't do it for you. Don't do it for me. Do it for Jesus Christ. Clemson plus 3.5. Sam Hartman's not good. Notre Dame's good from top to bottom outside of the quarterback position. That's going to be the problem here. This was a very similar spot that we saw Clemson in with Florida State. Early kick. That was a one-possession game. If that game goes differently, if Miami goes a little differently, we're having a different conversation in terms of Clemson this year. I don't think Clemson's good, but I do think that the defense, even Shipley's questionable, even without Shipley, it's now or never for Club Nick. They can keep this game close. They can be. They can win this game outright. Um, they held Florida State to 22 rushing yards, only 311 total yards, four of 13 on third down. I'm going to take Clemson plus three and a half on the home field, uh, 11 a.m. This is eerily reminiscent to Florida State, which was an overtime loss, so a one play away. I think they missed a kick. So give me Clemson plus three and a half. It's my lock of the week. Yeah, I'm on Clemson. That's your lock? Yep. Oh, let's go. Notre Dame, yeah, we say they're good. They're top 15 in yards per play and yards per play allowed. Clemson's defense is the strength of their team, number 12 in yards per play allowed. Its offense ranks 93rd in yards per play, mostly because of Cade Covenant's struggles. Three of four Clemson's losses came on the road. Its only loss at home was against Florida State. Like we said, in overtime a game, Florida State was kind of lucky to win. 
And like you said, I think I think the biggest story here is is Hartman going against Clemson's pass defense, which ranks 15th in the nation. I think we kind of see Hartman struggle here. Maybe Clemson muddies this game up, gets a running game going. I'm I'm gonna uh, take Clemson in the points. Yeah, I look. Like I just said, Notre Dame dropped over 50 points. Sam Hartman did not throw a touchdown, and it wasn't for lack of opportunities. He threw two interceptions in the red zone or just outside of it. His best throw of the game was a ball that went through the DB's hands. That deep ball down the right hash mark went through the DB's hands. It was an incredible catch by the wide receiver. It could have been intercepted, so probably should have been intercepted. They had a punt return for a touchdown. They had a pick six, and then they had a scoop and score. So Pitt stinks. Clemson's not going to make those same mistakes. Look for Clemson to possibly win this game outright, probably win this game outright. Sam Hartman's just not good enough. That's what it boils down to. He makes too many mistakes. He's too loose with the football. We've seen it time and time again this year. We saw it against NC State. They got bailed out by a weather delay. We saw it against Louisville. We saw it against a lot of different teams this year. So Clemson plus three and a half, the lock of the week. Consensus lock. Joseph, what is your lock of the week? Georgia Tech at Virginia. <clears throat> I'm going to go over in this one, over 56 and a half. Virginia is 81st in the country at getting off the field on third down at 40%. Georgia Tech is even worse, ranking at the bottom uh, at 119th at 47%. Georgia Tech's offense, uh, on the other hand, is converting third downs at a 47% rate which is ranking 20th in the country. So I think they'll be able to move the ball downfield and put up points in this one against a Virginia defense who overall has not been very good this year, but they played much better last week against Miami. Um, and, and I'm going to go back to what I said last week. I mentioned how Virginia always seems to keep the games close. I think in order to do that this week against Georgia Tech, who we saw put up 46 against UNC last week that they will have to score a good bit of points in this one as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over 56 and a half. All righty. There you go. That is our best bets of the week. Um, we'll recap them real quick and then we'll transition to the NFL. So I have try to go in some semblance of an order here, but whatever, fuck it. We'll go just all over the place. Give me Fresno state minus three. One of the last games of the night. LSU plus three and a half. Be on the look on this. Be on the lookout for this number to grow, and we can get a possible better number four plus. Um, Marshall App State under fifty five and a half. Utah State minus two against San Diego State. Oklahoma Oklahoma State over sixty and a half. The final bedlam ever. Penn State Maryland over fifty and a half. Oregon State minus thirteen. Virginia Tech plus ten. USC plus three and a half. And my lock of the week, like I said, Dabo, don't do it for me. Don't do it for you, but do it for God. Clemson plus three and a half is the lock of the week. I'm going Clemson plus three and a half for the lock of the week. I'm taking the Arkansas-Florida under 49 and a half. I'm on the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State under 61 and a half. Taking USC plus three and a half. And we're taking Oregon State minus 13. Army at Air Force. I'm going to take Air Force, laying the 18 and a half. I'm taking Iowa State minus two and a half against Kansas. I'm taking the over 60 and a half LSU and Alabama. And for my lock of the week, I'm taking the over 56 and a half in the Georgia Tech and Virginia game. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for college football. 
I feel good. I felt good multiple times this week, and it hasn't gone. I mean, this year, and it hadn't gone well. So it's got to go well eventually when I feel good. I, and and I truly do. There were a lot of games that very quickly after diving into, I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. This is going to be my biggest week of the year in terms of plays. Although I say that I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine last week. So, but that was with three ads. Um, and if Brian Kelly marches into Tuscaloosa and comes away with another win against Alabama back-to-back in his first two years as the head coach, look, national championships are the goal, but beating the shit out of Alabama, that's right below. So yeah. uh, we will see what happens there. We'll turn our attention to the NFL where we struggled in the NFL. I mean, in college football, we dominated the NFL. I go 4-2, and two, Nick went 2-1, and one, Joseph went 3-1. and one. So do the math there. That's good all around. Thursday night, though. The Buccaneers plus eight and a half. We talked about the back door, and the back door was wide open. It was always the Bucs. It was clear. It was crystal clear oh, what was going to happen. Um, we let Joseph lead the way on his Thursday pick. I, we were both obviously leaning the other way. You pulled the trigger on it first, and then I followed suit. Bucks were outside of the number on the final drive. It took a defensive holding on a fourth down to keep the drive alive, followed behind a face mask, a very <laughs> late face mask. He was nearly flat on the ground. Shouldn't have grabbed it, though. We're not playing prison rules. Yeah. Kept the drive alive, and then the old throw the throw a prayer to Mike Evans, let it just skip off the helmet right into his hands. Um, but Joseph doesn't want to talk about the fact that the Buccaneers got the ball back and should have won this game. Dude, shut it. Hail Mary, Chris Godwin's right there. If he turns his head, oh yeah, should have won the game. So... Not only do they cover the eight and a half, if you had a money line ticket, you just missed it. Packers and a pick'em was a horrible bet. Horrible bet. Packers stink. Falcons minus two. Um, they had their opportunities. Ritter sucks. They went to Heineke and it kind of opened up a little bit more for them. Uh, I think they lost by five. So if we can get in the end zone there in the end, but we couldn't. Broncos plus eight. Easy, easy money. It had to be. After that Thursday night game, they should have had it in that in that one. Uh, took a heroic effort for Butker. Broncos went outright by double digits. So I've been saying all year, the Kansas City Chiefs have problems on the offensive side. You didn't believe me because you've got Mahomes and Kelsey <laughs> on your fantasy team and they're doing great. But in terms of winning football games, they have problems. Yeah. Who do they, Who outside of Kelsey, who's their best threat? Um, Isaiah Pacheco. Who is their running back? Is that what you mean? Who's their best threat? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily their run. If that's your second best threat out of your tight end, then you have a problem. Yeah. It's their running back. That equates to you have a problem offensively. What are your thoughts? I don't see too many problems. Are you you crazy? Sometimes you have a bad game. They even tried to go back and get McCoy. The week before, look at them. What? They fucking diced them up. Who? Oh, I don't remember, man. It freaking had Kelsey a- had like twelve for the Chargers. Yeah, their defense is horrible. Oh. The Broncos is too. Not really. Not oh. against the Chiefs. <laughs> Look at what they did earlier. They only scored nineteen on them. You're talking about earlier in the season when they gave up seventy to Miami. No, I'm talking about when they played the Broncos and only scored nineteen. Yeah. So yeah, I don't care what the Broncos did against Miami when we're talking about what the Chargers did again. I mean, what the Chiefs did against them. But they only scored 23 against the Jets, 17 against the Jags, 20 points against the Lions. So when you add it, yeah, they scored, they dropped 41 on the Bears when they were getting shell-shocked, and then 31 on the Chargers, which is not a good defense. But any real formidable defense that they've played so far this year, they're not doing great. They're on an average of around 20 points. 
I don't know how you don't think that there's a problem. You just no, I don't. Don't be crowd. Don't be don't be clouded by your your fantasy team. You'll see. So you think so they're going to light it up against the Dolphins? You think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had the Jags minus two and a half. Um, it was a weather game, which we knew going into it. Um, they were able to pull away there late. Uh, Cowboys minus six and a half was my lock of the week. This was this was over right off the bat. We were going into halftime. It was thirty three to three. Uh, so I felt like it was a good bounce back spot for the Cowboys and that it was Stafford ended up getting hurt late in the game. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't matter. This was, they packed it in pretty early. So I go four and two on the week brings me to 18 and 22, three and five in my locks of the week. We had a couple rough weeks there. We, we went what five and one, and then we went on a stretch, a tough stretch. So, um, a good bounce back week. And we're going to try to carry that into uh week nine. You had your usual three plays. You went two and one. Yeah, I had. The Buccaneers, we talked about it. The Pittsburgh, um, the under here. Jacksonville, they do that thing where they turn the ball over. Whenever yeah, the red score. zone turnovers. That's what they should have dominated. And then it was a field goal fest. Other than that, and then Pickett gets injured. Trubisky, not going to get it done. Not going to get his points on the board. I don't know. I mean, Pickett's, ba- I mean, Pickett's Tr- much better. Trubisky's basically Pickett. Oh my God! Come You've on, been, okay. Trubisky never make the Pro Bowl. You've been an anti-picket guy all year. I know. I thought you didn't. <laughs> and like then now you're like he's the fucking greatest, and Trubisky <laughs> can't do what he can do. Jesus, Trubisky did you not see Trubisky, dude? Fucking Trubisky loves to roll left. Trubisky. He, well, yeah. No, there's a reason he's not starting, but yeah, um, and fr- he's not starting in front of a guy picket who shouldn't be starting. Yeah, I don't know. I know Matt Corral and Anthony Richardson will never see the field again. Um, all right, so then let's talk about them. We'll go to Thursday. Steelers taking on the Titans. Okay. Do you want to lead it? Do you do you want to lead it? You've been you've been on a roll on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, let Joseph be the second. Oh wait, you didn't even man. you didn't even go ahead and recap your last week actually. Oh yeah. Sure. Real, um, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Bills minus eight and a half. Bullshit. We know that. Should have covered. Everybody knows it. Um, what's up? No, yeah. They definitely shouldn't have covered. Uh, uh, eight, uh, plus eight and a half on a Thursday. Short week. Come on. Good come defense on. in the box. Come on. Bullshit. Josh Allen turns it over. Off the helmet. Um, it's a good catch by Mike Evans. <laughs> Eagles minus six and a half. That was a sweat. But they got it. They got to go in the second half. Falcons, Titans. I was on Titans plus two and a half at home. Levis is a future MVP. Um, Jags, Steelers, under. Weather game. Yep. What is your overall record? Uh, that brings me, so 3-1 and one brings me to 13-20, and 3-5 and five in my locks. Okay. So, yeah, clearly we all still need to pick it up. Um, but a good week, nonetheless, all around. So we're going to try to do that again. Thursday night, Titans taking on the Steelers. They struggle to find good Thursday night games. You yeah. just it, It's really tough. Steelers are three-point favorites at home. The total sits at 36-and-a-half. As far as I could tell, I didn't see much weather in the forecast. We're looking at a relatively chilly one, though. We are getting into football weather season. Who feels good about a side? Um, just give me the Titans plus three. I don't that's Pittsburgh's run defense is, isn't any good. You said it's getting cold. I told you what happens when it gets cold with Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenny Pickett obviously hurt his ribs. It's questionable to play. If I had to guess, I would lean towards 
I don't know. He's definitely doesn't lack toughness. Um, but it is a short week, short turnaround. Clearly, he didn't feel good enough to come back yeah. in. They they rolled with Trubisky, so I'm gonna go Titans as well. Um, but I don't like it. But it is. Yeah, it's like Levis is gonna have that game where he four gets touchdowns last week. There's no way. No, four yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, no, that that's truly that truly is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about this being like a Browns game Just where the, run at every play. I'm worried about this being a Browns game where the Steelers defense makes a gets a pick gets a whatever scoop and score or something at the end. Um, the fact that they're favored, I mean, that just goes to tell you clearly they, and then Mike Tom, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. He's done the most with nothing Yeah, in the history of the league. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Total's 36 and a half. I think Henry runs it for 200 here. God, I hope so. Um, for my fantasy team. Yeah, I'll take the Titans plus three. Joseph, which side are you on? I'm on the under, 36 and a half. Just said Will Levis is future MVP. Yeah, uh, not this week. He, <laughs> Nick talked about it. Four picks. Titans might score 36 themselves. Um, 36 nothing, that'd be so yeah. Oh, dude. All right, so you're on the under. Me and Nick are taking the Titans. Yep. Getting three on the road. Nothing travels better than a run game, though. Um, and obviously points will be tough to come by in this one. Godspeed, Will Levis, pull us out the fire. Um, Sunday, 8.30 a.m., Dolphins and Chiefs. Let's talk about it. Are you on it? Yeah. You got to be. It's in Frankfurt. Yep. Is this the first Germany game? Yeah. All the other ones have been in the United Kingdom. Okay. Um, Which side are you leaning? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs minus two and a half. I just think the Chiefs' defense is still pretty good, you know. Definitely. Even though their offense is struggling, that's not gonna. That's not gonna. The struggles on offense aren't gonna stay. I just don't see it. I don't know how. I really because I Mahomes don't. is the goat. He is without question. I'm not debating that. I bet on Mahomes. And his I hand think, got hurt. His left hand got hurt. I think every Super Bowl that he's played in, I bet on Mahomes. So, but, dude, that you can't deny that they do have problems on offense, though. They do. Some games. The majority of the games this year. Kelsey's They've put it together some games. We just went over it. They scored. We watched them, especially. The problem is, if you're fading the Chiefs, the problem is, other than the refs being in their pocket, it's they're so efficient in the red zone. So, But with the Jaguars, the Jaguars play great. We were on that game. That was, I think, both of our locks. They played great, but the problem was they executed in the red zone where the Jaguars didn't. But they were able to keep them out of the red zone for the large portion of that game. We've seen issues in terms of punt returns. They put McCole Hardman back there, who they just recently signed. He muffed one. I'm on the under 51 because the Chiefs certainly do have a fucking good defense. And if they win the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be in large part because of their defense. Their defense made a critical play in last year's Super Bowl with um, Bolton with the scoop and score Mm -hmm. touchdown. Obviously, they didn't force that turnover. But um, I don't know. The Dolphins' defense is not good. Don't get me wrong. So if there was an opportunity for them to wake up, but they got to go to Germany, I'm on the under 51 and These a half. are international superstars. Kelsey and Mahomes. <laughs> 50% of the fans here are either going to have Kelsey or Mahomes jerseys on. I just... Oh, well, yeah, no. The majority <laughs> will have a Patrick Mahomes jersey, without question. 
But I, I don't know how you can say that you don't think that they have. You know. I would lean under, though. Okay. I think there's supposed to be some wind in Germany. I don't even know. Yeah, it's an outdoor really? stadium then? Yeah. You looked into the German weather forecast? Yeah, I think I got the right Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been saying it all year, and you haven't agreed, but I don't, they have problems offensively. If Travis Kelsey, watch when Kelsey gets hurt. Kelsey gets hurt. It goes to shit. So what, I mean, you better pray for not only your fantasy team, but also your bet. You better pray for the health of Travis Kelsey. So, um, but has Denver just laid out the blueprint on how to stop the Chiefs then? No. I mean, it's, it, Denver was able to run the ball a lot against them. Yeah, that's what we talked not, about. That's not what you said. with so much success, but enough. Yeah. They were able to run it for over 30 times, I think, in the game. So. But like in that Thursday night game when they played, 4 of 13 on third down, only 389 yards of total offense, um, which, I mean. Which is good. Yeah, but for the Chiefs, though, like against the Broncos. I mean, if you're getting 400 yards, then that's like, there's no question if that's good. But against, that was against that. the Broncos, who had just given up like 70 points. So to only go 4 of 13, they dominated time of possession. So what's the problem? They only scored 19 points. Yeah. They only scored one touchdown in the game. They got problems on offense, I'm telling they you. They don't. They didn't even score a touchdown last week. This was the same narrative last year. No, what? Yeah, they started off extremely slow on offense last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. And then they won the Super Bowl. Because of their defense. Um, and Pat, Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I'm on the over. Didn't I just tell you about the wind? <laughs> I'm on the over 15 The wind gusts up to 30 miles an hour. <laughs> Good. I'm on the over 15 and a half. Give me your reasoning why. Um... Dolphins offense, I know the Chiefs defense is pretty good. Dolphins offense looks unstoppable. I would disagree. Um, and then I like the Chiefs to bounce back this week. Um, international game, they did not look good last week. But Some, Somebody's you know, clearly never taken an international flight and tried to play a sporting event. Yeah, well, they both have to. I almost flew to exactly. Frankfurt. That's why I'm on the under. Oh, yeah. What do you but mean? But I flew to Nuremberg instead, <laughs> where they had the trials. He said, well, they both have to. That's Yes. They had the trials oh, yeah. for the Nazis in Nuremberg. I would make the argument that the Dolphins' defense, I mean, the Dolphins' offense against good teams has struggled. They only scored 20 on the Bills, 17 on the Eagles. They scored 31 against New England, but there was turnovers there by Mac Jones that gave them favorable field position, but... Against good teams, I mean. Yeah, two of the most popular teams. I just, I think that want to shoot out here. Who? Them. They're going to want to shoot out? Yeah, the NFL. I'm glad you feel that way. Um, everybody regret this is not waking up early. Soccer style score. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking at like nine to three. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that works for me. Um. All right, Falcons, Vikings, my first one on Sunday. Oh, second one on Sunday. I'm going to lay the four and a half. Actually, no, I got it at four. Let me see. It looks like it's grown. Let me just double check just to be sure. But I want to take Atlanta. 
Fuck. Mm. I got it at four, but that's why I said four and a half because that's what I saw. Um, I'll still take it at four and a half. I would rather four, which is what I got it at. But yeah, you know what? Take it off. No, I'm taking it off. I'm taking it off. If I can't get a four, I don't want it. Who's the quarterback? Jaron Hall? Yeah. Yeah. And they just signed Josh Dobbs, but there ain't no way he steps in immediately and plays. I think I read they're expecting him for support. Yeah, he'll be there if, if people get hurt. No, and, I mean, like, like he might take a couple snaps. I don't know how. I'd, I'd have to I, read it again. <laughs> for, for some support? Reason, <laughs> for some reason, that's how I interpret that it. That sounds like a little bit more than support. They're wanting Dobbs to win this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way he even knows the fucking plays. Yeah, support is him not even in uniform. Handing but just out Gatorade. Has one of those earphone pieces yeah. in, and he's just out there, you know. Yeah. Gu- guiding them Or guiding like if along. every other quarterback on the roster breaks his leg and they have to have somebody under center. And yeah, I don't know. I, if anybody can learn the playbook that fast, it is Dobbs. Oh, he's a rocket scientist. He is smart. Yeah, doesn't have eyebrows either. Um, <laughs> could be alopecia though, which if you ask Jada Pinkett Smith, is a terminal illness. So she said, Tupac. I feel like he battled alopecia his whole life. He never wanted to talk about it. It's like, yeah, it's called going bald. You fucking idiot. Not cancer. Yeah. Did Michael Jordan? Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan's the greatest. Yeah, Emmett Smith, he had alopecia. Yeah, who um, else? Uh, there's a lot. Who else? Joseph, Jerry Rice, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Jerry Rice. We we went ball. He still was catching balls for the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your first one for Sunday? Are you doing three again? No, I always do four when it's um when we have Europeans attending. Oh right. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys plus three against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Okay. I don't love it, but. Uh, Say that again. I'm sorry. Cowboys. I'm taking the I'm Cowboys. On I'm on Dallas. Him. I'm on them as well. I thought that's what you'd said. I was doing something. Um, yeah, I got him getting a field goal. Yeah. That's what you got. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think similarly to the Chiefs, I think the Eagles have left a lot to be desired offensively in certain spots this year. They've shown flashes of what they're capable of, but the Cowboys just woke the fuck up. Now you got to go on the road. It is a divisional matchup. I think getting bitch slapped by the 49ers is that was their wake up call that they needed. They're trailing in the division currently. Eagles are seven and one. Cowboys are five and two. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys getting a field goal here. I think. Um, I think. Yeah, I, 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 that's all I think. Give me the Cowboys. Are you on this one, Joseph? No. All right, what is your next one? I only have my lock left. All right. I am going to take... Let me see where it's at. I'm going to go back to him. I'm going to take the Packers minus three at home. It is absolutely now or never for Green Bay. The Rams with Stafford, I'm assuming Stafford's not going to go, but maybe he does. Don't know. Packers have to figure it out right now at home. We're getting into that cold weather territory where Green Bay likes to play, but they only like to play there when they have a competent quarterback, which they don't have. Um, but I'm going to lay the field goal with with the Packers at home. It is now or never. Are you on this? No. All right, you have one more and then your lock? Uh, just my lock. Okay. I have just my lock as well. I really wish I could have still given the fucking Falcons at four. Yeah. I'll put a 
if it goes back to four, then I'll tweet it out again. Right now, I got it at four. If it goes back to four, I'll tweet it out again, and then I'm gonna. It's gonna be on my card. All right, all we have left is our locks of the week for the NFL. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now, but it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need. Come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. I'm going to the Bills at Bengals. Bengals are two and a half point favorites. The over under is. 48 and a half. Joe Burrow's healthy. The Bengals look great last week. They beat the 49ers convincingly. Uh, the Bills almost lost the Buccaneers. <laughs> I think the Bengals kind of turned their season around last week. I think they kind of go on a, a win, win streak here. I'm taking the Bengals minus two and a half. The Bengals minus two and a half for my lock of the week as well. And I'll give you a little... Uh, Is this a first time ever? It might be. Double locks. Double consensus locks in college football and the NFL. Little tidbit for everybody out there. I bet the Bengals 17-1 to win the Super Bowl. So, I felt like that was good value. Um, yeah. The Bengals off to a very slow start. Bur- Burrow was battling the injury. The calf is okay. Now, he made an incredible play that reminded me of... Was it the Georgia game? It's either Georgia or Oklahoma, where they were fucking all over him. He fucking rips out of a sack, rolls out, and throws a dart to Higgins on third and 11. It reminded me of, I think it was Georgia, where they rushed him. He rolled out, and he found Justin Jefferson down the sideline, and he, like, toe-tapped it in. Um, the Bengals are the lock of the week. At home, they need they, they need it more. They were behind the eight ball after the slow start to the year. Minus two and a half. Yeah, this is a rematch of the game. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin. I was on the Bills that game, and the Bengals were looking pretty damn good. Uh, was I on the Bengals? Um, I think I just had the future bet it on It was. I had a future on the Bengals since Joe Burrow got It might have been league. a Thursday night game. It was. Or it was a, prim, was it was a prime time. He was on the Bengals, I remember. It was a primetime game for sure. I know I had the futures on the Bengals, so I, that was probably why. I, and it was a critical late season matchup. Yeah. Who, I, um, who won that game? It got canceled DeMar because Hamlin DeMar died yeah. on the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they revived him, though. <laughs> yeah. Temporarily. I don't know died. why. I thought they kept playing. I forgot about that. Are you, Not, are you like, making a joke? No, I really, I forgot. It was the first time anyone's ever seen that. It's the first time anyone's died yeah. on the field. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the NFL wanted them to keep playing, but they were like. Yeah. It's a warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They start. <laughs> Stay throwing, loose. Throwing passes and stretching. Stay loose. He's all right. Yeah, they're like, we can't, what? They said there's a there's a pulse. Stretch your fucking hamstrings. We got a game to play. Um, all right, Joseph, what is your lock of the week? Um, I'm taking the Falcons minus four and a half. Okay. Uh, Kirk's out for the year, so in comes rookie Jaron Hall. Uh, I like the Falcons to get right back at home this week. I think Bijan will have a big game in this one, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take them minus four and a half. Okay. There you go. That is our best bets for the NFL. So to recap, Thursday night, Titans plus three. Dolphins and Chiefs under 51. Green Bay Packers minus three. Rams are on a back-to-back. Stafford's banged up. Come on, Packers, please. Cowboys plus three. And the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, my lock of the week, minus two and a half. Titans plus three. Chiefs minus two and a half. Cowboys plus three. And the Bengals minus two and a half for my lock of the week. Um, take the under 36 and a half Thursday night. 
Um, Dolphins Chiefs, I'm taking over 50 and a half. And from a lock of the week, Falcons minus four and a half. There you go. That is our best bets in the NFL. Like I said, we don't we don't talk about our picks prior to coming to the table at all. This could be the first time ever that Nick and I have a consensus college football, Clemson being the lock, NFL, Bengals being the lock. They're both Tigers. They're both orange. This is fucking meant to be. So uh, there you go. This is going to be the good week. It's got to be. Been saying it, and eventually I'll be right. Do you have anything to say before we go? Nope. Joseph? Good luck. All right, episode 169 is in the books. For those of you still listening this deep into the episode, I appreciate you. I thank you. Hit subscribe everywhere. Tell a friend. I'm giving out NBA bets now. We're 2-1, and one, and the only loss has been by one point. Y'all have a good one. Who that? Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.